0: Newcastle Fans
1: TV. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Greenwood and Miller show on Newcastle Fans TV. Oh, it's a bit of a nervy day today because Newcastle United are in League Cup action. It is the second leg and Sam and I are both going to the game tonight and we're going to mention Newcastle United versus Southampton very, very shortly. We have emails as well, but we do have a show. Plural,
2: that'll be a first. (laughs)
1: We do have a show for you tonight, or today, or this morning, or this afternoon, because we are that good.
2: Podcasts are available whenever time of day you need them. Whatever time of day, whatever time of week, we're
1: here for you, dear listener. Exactly, exactly. And today, we have comedian, actor, and author, Fergus Craig. Mm. Who has been in such shows as Star Stories on Channel yes. 4 and has also been involved with David Hasselhoff as well? And the man who was from Sunderland, technically, technically. But is a massive Newcastle United fan, which he, he clears up pretty much straight away. Sam, doesn't
2: he? Absolutely, there's no uh, second guessing it. What a lovely guy as well, lovely guy. Um, we, we, you know, we, it's um, it, it's been a day when we recorded this. It was a day of breaking news. So we signed Anthony Gordon. John Joe Shelby looks set to depart after seven years. Se- what is it? Eight years? No, seven. 2016. 2016 yeah yeah seven years though that's incredible um yeah so we we discussed that and look ahead to tonight's tonight's semi-final second leg in which I'm excited I'm nervous I'm terrified I am aroused I am contemplative I am um, I'm everything you can care to describe it's just uh, it's either gonna be. A very, very, very special night tonight, young Jonathan, or the worst night of our lives.
1: I'd take a draw. Wouldn't you just? (laughs) You've got bottom
2: of the league at home with a goal head start to make a Wembley final. Surely.
1: Typical typical Newcastle United would be... Yeah,
2: I know. I know, I know, but this is a different Newcastle now, which does actually bring us on to today's email.
1: Is it that time?
2: I could, I didn't think I could have made it any clearer than what I just did.
1: <laughs> du, 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 du. Email time.
2: You went too high pitched from the start there. Um, this week's email is from Ryan and Heaven. Um, Hi, lads. Uh, It is is indeed. And a fine place it is. Not that I've been yet. But uh, Ryan wants to know Hi, lads. Do you think we've got a bit ahead of ourselves in booking trains, hotels, whatever, for a Wembley weekend, despite not being there yet? Ryan, 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 Ryan. I think this is a different Newcastle United. Back in the day, I absolutely would have thought. Uh, I would have. I absolutely would have thought that was the case, and I would never have booked a hotel like like we have. Um, this is a different Newcastle United. This is a this is a different animal. This is this is. Uh, it it's just a different culture now. This is this is what we're about. This is going to be the norm. Wembley finals. It's just the first of many. So. You know, book your hotels for the final next month. Book them for next season. Just, just, you know, don't worry about it.
1: Ryan, what Sam's trying to say is semi-flex.
2: Mm, that is true, actually. We have got a refundable deposit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Newcastle United, you need a refundable deposit. Yeah, that's I very do true. Echo, I do echo what you say, Sam. I think it it should happen. It should, and Ryan, you're quite right to be a little bit cautious, but on paper, and I don't like saying this, but on paper, Newcastle should be in a final. Like Definitely I said, at home, with a goal, the head, goal start. head start. Um, but there is a thing called a cost of living crisis, Ryan. So when you get a nice deal, and potentially have that deal available,
2: <laughs> you, as a, as a, a refund,
1: you take that deal on <laughs> and you don't pay the £897 for a particular hotel outside Wembley because that's a lot of money.
2: You <laughs> know where the Hilton?
1: I think it was the Hilton at the Holiday Inn.
2: Yeah, it was probably was the Hilton. Be no, one. It'll that's be the Hilton. I, I went in there once.
1: <laughs> what, What? use the toilet or something? No, it
2: not, was before. Not a it was, there. No, it wasn't, admittedly. Um, it was um, bef- uh, so it was the day of uh, Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko, uh, of which oh, wow. I was yeah I was an attendee that day. So everyone with tickets to the fight was able to get into the Hilton um, for some pre-drinks uh, in one of the suites there. So uh, that's what we did. We watched Soccer Saturday, and I saw uh, boxing alumni.
1: Did Newcastle win that day? Oh. Oh. Did Newcastle don't, play that day?
2: I don't think we played that day.
1: What year was this? Twenty eighteen. Twenty
2: seventeen.
1: That was a great fight, by the way. It's one of the best fights I've ever watched live.
2: My, it was I, the champ. It was the championship season. <laughs> so we might you know, have played you know,
1: actually. Do you know what it is? Do you, I remember watching that in what is now Wonderbar, but what was it before Wonderbar? Beyond. That's what it was called, before Wonderbar. Uh, I remember watching that and everyone's going, come on! Because you hit him with a massive uppercut, aren't you, Josh? Mm, 11th,
2: right? Yeah, you, pre- you probably had a better view than what I did that day. I was right at the back of the top tier of Wembley Stadium. I think. Well, I say right at the back. I think I was about four rows from right at the back.
1: But at least you could say I was there. I was there.
2: Mm.
1: And that's all that matters. You can, that was definitely pre-kids, wasn't it?
2: No, Charlie had just been born.
1: You got away with that.
2: It was a stag do. <laughs> I'm
1: not mentioning anything else on stag do's. We've got news in case Kel listens to the intro. No. Um, <laughs> just about got away with that, I think. Um, mm. That's a different introduction on a different podcast. I think. Uh, <laughs> but, Speaking
2: of podcasts,
1: yes.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm getting sidetracked because me and Sam could probably just talk all day about nonsense, but still. And just very, very briefly before we, we go back on to Fergus, we're obviously recording this before the semi-final. Yeah, on Newcastle in the final?
2: Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, just, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yes, it, it has to be. Unless something seriously goes wrong. I know they rest rested board pros at the weekend, but come on.
1: Maybe. Nervy, anxious, and that is not even before kick-off, but enjoy the game if you've got a ticket. If you're one of the lucky people that has got a ticket, enjoy it, and hopefully, hopefully Newcastle United are on the way to to probably take on Manchester United. That's not even for forest doing Istanbul at Old Trafford. Um, but back onto the podcast very briefly. Fergus Craig, he's, he was really, really funny actually, and there's a couple of little, little sentences. There was one sentence in particular that really cracked me up on the podcast and makes you try and hear for uh, for that in particular, maybe when he's talking about Newcastle United's manager and what he may have done on his sabbatical, his year sabbatical, but uh, mm. it wasn't very, very, uh, very, very funny. I he mean, of course, he does these little sketches on there for his stand-up as well, so which are really, really, uh, really, really funny. It's a, it's, a, it's a very good take on real life, I'd say.
2: Yeah, links are all in the description for his stuff. Yeah, it's a very good show coming up.
1: Yeah, very good indeed. Well, it's about time we get this. Podcast up and running. So this is The Greenwood and Mulliner Show, and it is with Fergus Craig.
0: The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, Sam and I are joined by a stand-up comedian, actor, and author. And believe it or not, he's from Sunderland, but he's a Newcastle United fan. So there we go. It's, It's an interesting one. So it's a big welcome to Fergus Craig. Fergus, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, I'm confused already that you know about Sunderland. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that was public record. That's the
1: first question. That's the first question. How does someone from Sunderland become a massive Newcastle United supporter?
0: I'm not from Sunderland. I was born in Sunderland General Hospital. As far as I'm concerned, I've never been there. You're backtracking already. No, it's true. I've spent two or three days of my life there as a baby that's enough so my parents lived in Sunderland when my mum was pregnant with me but they'd already got their house in Newcastle I was born in Sunderland General Hospital I've never been back since
2: good good I mean I don't think you've missed anything that's safe to say so why why
0: Newcastle why what inspired you What, what what hooked you well, I lived in Newcastle until I was 13. Um, so, obviously, that sort of, like, led me to it. But my dad didn't care about football at all. Um, took me to, like, one reserve game against Huddersfield in 89. And then... and that. But we moved to Essex when I was 13, and that was just when... It was our first season in the Premier League when we finished third. And they were sort of the most... They were everyone's at that time everyone's favorite second team. They were the entertainers. I don't think we'll ever be everyone's favorite second team ever again, but we were then. So it became my sort of identity. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I was already a fan, but when I moved to Essex, I sort of became a big fan because that you know it was something to be proud of. You know, to be in.
2: Yeah, it is like me. No, my family were never into football either, but it was that entertainer side that uh, inspired me. I didn't know it was like over 200 miles away from where I lived, but um, a bit late to change now. But yeah, it's it's a team to be proud of. And like you uh, quite rightly say, Fergus, we're not everyone's cup of tea now, Um, especially when we've uh, splashed the cash and we've signed Anthony Gordon. What do you
0: make of uh, that signing? I'm like, I'm all for it. And and I think it's been quite funny that the change with Newcastle fans who were against it right up until he was officially signed and now we're right behind it. (laughs) I I think it makes total sense as a signing. He's obviously at an age where he's not proven at all and it could go either way. Do you know what I mean? It could be a Ross Barkley situation. It could be Andy Carroll to Liverpool. It could go very wrong. But I think at the moment, one of our key game-winning strategies seems to be being the biggest shit houses in the league yes he fits totally into that plan <laughs> why not buy the league's biggest up-and-coming shithouse <laughs>
1: Guess, does he remind you of the Craig Bellamy situation? There's a, a couple of Newcastle fans of a certain age going, well, Craig Bellamy was like this, and we ended up really enjoying what he did for Newcastle. I know the ending could have been a little bit better, let's put it that way, let's be polite about it, but in terms of what Craig Bellamy did in the Newcastle shirt, people look back at that fondly. Are you hoping the same sort of effect with Anthony Gordon, or is that lo- just a bit I- too early?
0: I loved Craig Bellamy for most of the time that he was with us. I like, I'd, I wasn't a season hick- ticket holder I've never been, so I wasn't going to games. It was before social media, so I wasn't aware that he was unpopular with a lot of the fan base for a while. But I don't, he was—he was quick. He was like, I like those little players that are, I don't know. Carlos Tevez, Tevez is the type. They're just always—they're very, very busy and mm-hmm. constant pressing, and ah, just I, I like him. So yeah, Craig Bellamy—that's yeah, a good comparison, isn't it?
2: It is. He's certainly more mobile than the man he's replaced in in Chris Wood. Um, you know, solid twelve months work, and we've done well to get fifteen million from him when the when the loan move gets permanent. What are your feelings towards him?
0: He's, he's, he'll go in. He's a little part of Newcastle's Premier League history, isn't it? He's he's going to be in the category of Sibierski. Do you know? Mm. Oh, do you remember? We had Sibierski for a year. <laughs> Stephen Island, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he had a few good moments. He played his part. By all accounts, he was a likable player to have around. But it was quite—he was bought to get us to help get us out of a certain situation. We desperately needed a needed a striker, and at that stage, I don't think. it, it We weren't really, we just didn't want to get relegated and we weren't thinking about long term strategy. It was just, let's get a striker who can score goals at this end of the table. He was useful, but he no longer fits, does he? It's like he was just, he just stuck out. Everyone else in the key, in the playing squad, sort of fits in one way or another now, right? Is there anyone? Mm. I mean, the only one who you might say doesn't is by all accounts about to leave tonight, and that's John Josh Shovey.
2: Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of
2: sprung out of nowhere, really, because we're, we're a bit thin in the, in the midfield department.
0: It, we have to be signing someone, surely. I've decided it means uh, it, there's proof that we're getting James Madison. I've just decided that, so that's <laughs> a fact now. It's proof that within the next 48 hours we're getting James Madison, so we can all be happy about that now. Would you have taken that Fergus if before
1: tonight? And obviously it's 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 very as we record for all the Newcastle fans listening right now, this is literally recording about an hour before the news has just been brought by Luke Edwards from the telegraph that John Joe Shelby is on the verge of signing from Nottingham Forest. And believe it or not, it will be Nottingham Forest's twenty-fifth signing since they got promoted from the, to the Premier League, which is absolutely remarkable. But if if you knew that in advance, you sell John Joe Shelby, who's got six months left on his contract for a potential James Madison. I think most Newcastle fans would do that
0: deal right now. I'd they? like If there is a Newcastle fan who wouldn't, I'd like to meet them. <laughs> 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 I think that's a pretty good swap, I'd say. I mean, like, I, James Madison, it's probably not happening, right? I'm being a bit obtuse. There. I mean, it's, it would be someone, but like, surely it has to be someone. I would love it to be him or Conor Gallagher. I mean, Madison's the glamour signing. Conor Gallagher yeah. sort of fits in terms of that. Like another one of those players who just runs and runs and runs. I think he would fit.
2: I don't know. I'm not completely sold on Conor Gallagher. I mean, can you blame John Joe Lever for Forrest to really reignite that classic partnership he had with Jack Holbeck? Yeah. Really, yeah. really bring back
0: the, the glory days, but for,
2: for Forrest?
0: Mm. Apparently, John Joe, I don't know if this is just internet talk, but apparently he's a, f- a few appearances away from his contract getting automatically extended. Yeah, that's yeah, so, right. So it makes sense. He's just sort to get him off the books, really. So, yeah, but you're not convinced by Conor Gallagher? I don't know. Because he could either go on and
2: be brilliant, or he could be like Ruben Loftus-Cheek.
0: Right. I, I go and see Crystal Palace semi-regularly because my friend is a season ticket holder, and sometimes he gives me a seat when he can't make games. And that season where Conor Gallagher was there, he was like my favourite player in the Premier League. He was just a phenomenal watch because he was just so busy. I keep on using that word, but he was just all around the pitch. He was involved in everything. And they're, they're those players that you really appreciate live. Do you know what I mean? So I think he'd be popular with fans.
1: What do, you, what do you think he would actually add in terms of a Newcastle United midfielder? Because you've got Bruno Guimaraes, you've got Joe Linton, and at the minute it's Shaw Longstaff and, and, jo, and Joe Willick. They're kind of at the four midfielders, but one of them gets to put out on the left-hand side at the minute. Do you think he would be the man to come in, settle the midfield down, and then you could possibly put an Alan St. Matt on the left-hand side or an Anthony Gordon, for example?
0: I think he would be a probably, he would probably knock Joe Willock out of the side. And Mm -hmm. at the moment, I feel like Eddie Howe is a – because it's working out. I mean, we're a low-scoring, never-conceding team. And he – I feel like he's going to stick with that. So most of the decisions you make will continue to be quite conservative for a while, I think, because that's working. So I I could see it being a while before Anthony Gordon is a regular starter. Or certainly before Saint Maximin becomes a regular starter. I mean, you remember when we bought Bruno? Mm. It was like ten games or something before he was starting, because was it Joel and Longstaff and Shelby were mm-hmm. keeping him out of the side. Suddenly they became the best midfield trio in the Premier League. So would, he's not. He can be quite slow bringing players into the side, mm. but it looks like. I mean, unless things go really wrong, we're going to be playing in Europe in some level next season, right? At some level, I'm not talking Champions. League. Yeah. Seventh, you're still in something, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'd like. I mean, surely we're we'll we're going to need more strength and depth, which yeah. was revealed against Sheffield Wednesday that we do not have. So, you know, if players like. Joe Willock aren't starting every game but they're a part of the squad then great
2: yeah I think your your point about strength in depth is desperately needed like not only from like the game against Sheffield Wednesday but like when we had that one good season in the Ashley era and then like all they all they bought was um, Vernon and Anita for for a Premier League Europa League charge it highlighted some strength in depth issues but i don't think we've actually we're actually being run like a football team now aren't we that's the the more comforting side of it
0: no definitely in all things football it feels like there's grown-ups at the club now Mm. so um feels like there's a big game plan it's a bit of a what's the word a sort of redemption for steve nixon i think that he's Oh, he's now being sort of proved like well, it wasn't my fault, <laughs> you know like he found oh, Joe Linton found superstar Joe Linton. superstar midfielder, and most of the time most of the signings we were making, he's like, well, that was my seventh choice, <laughs> you know <laughs> like he was on the list, yes, but now, yeah, so we've kept him, but then there's I forget everyone's names. But there's there's some more grown-ups involved so yeah it, yeah, yeah. we're
1: we'll definitely being like a proper football club which is it's, it's just nice nice to say for uh, for such a long time when we haven't but the elephant in the room two days until a, an effort i was going to say an fa cup there a league Cup semi-final second leg at st james's park Fergus. just mm. take a 1-0 lead from st mary's last week it could have been four or five on another day of jill that he's shooting boots on however It's still in Newcastle's hands. Some people are saying they've got one foot in the final. Some people are saying that it's only half time. There's still a lot of things that can happen. When you look at Newcastle right now and the positivity and the fact the second legs are at St James's Park, it's hard to disagree with those fans that already have maybe booked trips to Wembley or booked flights or trains or whatever way of trying to get down to Wembley on
0: the 26th of February. It's tempting fate, but I say get a plan. Do you know what I mean? Get your plan in place because, I mean, it would be it would be heartbreaking and a major cock-up if we didn't get into the fight. We haven't – Nick Pope hasn't conceded in 10 games. <laughs> We'd, like – we haven't lost at St James's for, like, eight years. <laughs> like, surely, surely. I mean, against Southampton, who, to be fair, have turned their form around a bit. And I thought, in a a series of matches that we are either nil-nils or one-nils to us, they were the best side other than Arsenal that we faced. I mean, they actually offered something going forward. And it would be, wouldn't it be apt if Adam Armstrong got a goal (laughs) at St. James's? But, I mean, yeah, you never know, do you? But I think we'd all be very disappointed and a little surprised if we didn't get to that final. That would be
2: an understatement. But um, I don't think Adam Armstrong will have it in him, I think, because he he, he deliberately handballed it when he scored the other night to get his goal chalked off. So there was a bit of a Mitrovic vibe going on with uh, hitting his penalty twice. These guys just don't want to score against us.
0: There's a curse, there's a curse on former Newcastle strikers when they face us. Yeah, I guess. And then, oh, is it too soon just to look ahead to the final? It's our, we well, I've just got to do it. I mean, it's our best chance of winning a proper trophy this century. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's a better chance than either of the FA Cup finals. Yeah. We'll be playing Man United, but we're not playing the Man United of 1999 with Casemiro probably injured. And then, I mean, (laughs) all I'm saying is we're going to win the League Cup. I don't know. I don't know. Can you get me a ticket? Can someone get me a ticket? Yeah, just chip in. We'll all get a box so hopefully somewhere that's my I've decided that's my route because they say what is it 33,000 yeah roughly the 33,000 for us 33,000 for Southampton that leaves a lot for hospitality so that's my route is to is to befriend famous people yeah it's
2: a foolproof plan
0: I did actually once here's a major name drop and brag I did once sit in the raw box at Wembley, in the literal the middle of the front row of the raw box, next to David Hasselhoff. But that was an easier. Oh, there we go. Oh, you look at that, you've got a picture ready.
2: Yeah, I was I was gonna ask about the half later on, because like he's he's a guy that's kind of his own. I don't know I don't know how I'd describe him. You've you've worked with him or did you? It just feels like he's that big of a star that he might you didn't work with him. He was just CGI'd on afterwards. He he was just you weren't allowed near him. But if you've sat in the
0: the royal box with the huff, you must have been pretty pally with him. Um I wouldn't say pally. I would say I think he asked Brett Goldstein first. <laughs> I, think I, was, <laughs> I think I was second choice. But um uh yeah, he was uh, I mean, he was everything you expect. And more, I mean, mental, like a force of nature and full-on mental. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of fun, but nuts. But, um, yeah, that's one of my major brags that I got to, to sit in Wembley next to him.
2: Did you no. arrive with
0: Night Rider or was it just arrive- a little cab? No, we arrived in a car. Not <laughs> in Knight Rider. We, were all, we went together and got the full... Hospitality treatment, you know. Walk Went pitch side. He left at half-time. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. I stayed. It was free booze. <laughs> but what was the event? You don't let me asking. It was NFL. It was um, Dolphins versus Jets. I think we're both shit at the time. Uh, I don't
2: blame him for leaving half-time <laughs> now. I've tried so hard to like NFL. I just can't do it.
0: It's all right. It's long. It admit. is. I like all sport to a degree. be yeah, uh, fair. If it was an FA
1: Cup final, I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing, half? What are you doing? Um, but I suppose you're one of the only Newcastle fans that has experienced Wembley, let's be honest, because I know we've had two games against Tottenham over the Premier League years, but there was only a small section of Newcastle fans that managed to experience that. But I've spoken to a couple of people in regards to the actual day or weekend of the final if Newcastle get there do you think that other football teams and fans of other teams will understand what it'll actually mean to Newcastle United and everything around Newcastle if this was to happen because I think people say no nah, well we in of, say if it was like a Sheffield Wednesday or a Leeds United or I'm just cherry picking a few clubs just yeah I, I think they kind of would understand it but it's, it just means so much, and especially the fact that we've been starved of any real success for such a long time, as you've mentioned there, uh, Fergus. Do you think other people get how close Newcastle are to something absolutely unbelievable?
0: I don't know. I suppose some of them will, some of them won't. It's like ran down their throats, isn't it? People, people who follow football know how long our drought has been. And they're always told that we're like, the most passionate fan base are amongst them. So maybe they'll get it, but maybe they're thinking a few steps forward. You know, it's like for Man City when they were, when everything changed for them. And I, I keep saying that this is the best, this will be the best season because it's always exciting when you're on the way up.
2: Mm. There's
0: always a club, one or two clubs in football who are progressing. And it's the journey that's exciting. It's when it's all hope, everything's ahead of you. A few seasons ago, I went to um, a League Cup final and sat with Man City fans because there was a spare ticket going because it was very easy to get tickets. Do you know what I mean? And it was like 30 quid. and like, no one cared. No one, like they were, half of them were leaving before the trophy was given. It was... That's it crazy. Was, yeah, because it was just, it was the League Cup. It was just another game, just another trophy. And it might, that might happen to us. You know, it might not, but this is the time when it's all ahead of you. And, if it, you know, it might not, we might not turn into Man City. I kind of hope that we don't, in a way. It might, it, you know, it might be completely different, but this is the moment when it's all ahead of you, you know. It's just so a in- game it's paid for by the most evil regime on earth. But, you know.
2: <laughs> so, like, in 10 years' time, we'll be kicking our heels around going, oh, I actually quite miss John Joe Shelby.
0: Definitely, I think there'll be. You will. It will not be an uncommon. If if we go on to become another Man City or Chelsea or whatever, I would think that it will not be an uncommon thing to hear in ten years' time. People reminiscing about
2: when we were shit. I,
0: don't want, I, I was like, "Am I going to finish this sentence with the Mark Ashley era?" No, I don't. <laughs> but people reminiscing about a time about. Championship seasons are about, yeah, about yeah when it was shit. I mean, I think Man City fans, some of them, reminisce about when they were in like what's now League One. Yeah, you know, it was it was different. Do you know what I mean? It was like you knew everyone who went to that game really cared about Man City because why else would they be there watching them lose to wickham Wanderers? You know, yeah. but then you know. Things will change as time goes on. Yeah, I
1: think I remember Ricky Hatton. who's a massive Manchester City supporter. He's he said it a few times where he said he almost prefers, in his words, the old City playing teams in the world yeah. division well, two or League One, depending on how you how you see it now. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd ever feel like that if Newcastle were doing well. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Way, way ahead of
2: ourselves. We all miss Sibierski. That's what we're We all at miss. Sibierski. <laughs>
1: Who is your player of the season so far, Fergus? Because there's a lot of candidates and we've talked about Nick Pope and I'm sure you'll mention other players, but has there been one standout player this season that you go, yeah, he's just been that little
0: bit better than the rest so far? It's a good question that's very difficult to answer because there have been so many good players. I mean, maybe my personal favourite would be Trippier because I think he defines the new team for me, you know, he's sort of turned us into Atletico, Atletico Trippier, you know, he's like, he's, he's the, he's the, I know Bruno gets a lot of plaudits and rightly so, but for me, Trippier is like, it's hard. There's been so many, do you know what I mean? But for me, he defines everything that's good about it because he's, He's good in attack. He's good in defence, and he's a leader. And yeah. without him, oh, we have just signed another right back, haven't we? I've forgotten his name, Ashby.
2: Yeah, from West Ham. But he's very much going to be Trippier's understudy, isn't he? And yeah, new contract, new contract trippy. for
0: Trippier. As yeah, well, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Until we should take him until like He'll be maybe he'll be our sort of James Milner. Yeah,
2: I'd love that still seeing him bomb up the right wing at 44 years old that'd yeah. be brilliant he could do yeah. it he could do it but there's like there seems to be like an influence a bit of because when eddie Howe was out of work he took that year out didn't he? he took a gap year he went to to spain to spend some time with uh, atletico madrid and simeone and Trippier was obviously there do you think that's where they've picked up this dark arts this shithousery that um we seem to be uh, utilizing a fair bit these days I don't
0: know, it seems like, yeah, he's gone on this last like sabbatical, and he's like he's sort of calculated what he was a, he was a nice guy, wasn't he, Eddie Howe? He was like and and Bournemouth, everyone liked them, but they were known for conceding goals and And I think he's thought, well, he's, he's had I think he's by all accounts, he works very hard, and he's very ambitious for himself. And he's, he's sort of seen a familiar... Tra- what are all the top managers? The ones who win consistently. They're all on some level twats. Like, do you know like I mean? <laughs> they've they are. got a, a nasty side to them, right? And he's got a nasty... I, we're not quite seeing the nasty side in him, but he's given our side a nasty, a, a nasty side to it, right? He's all those top teams, they they will win any way they can. Yeah. And he's injected that into this side in the way that when the last time we were competing at the top, you know, in the Keegan era, I mean, we're not there yet, but that was definitely one thing we were we didn't have, right? We didn't have that sort of mm, that's right. game smarts. Yeah. That line just killed me though. What? <laughs> it was just the word. Was... I had some other words. I was, was thinking what words you could yeah. get away with. I was gonna. I was gonna go for another much worse word.
1: I think I know where you were going with that as well. But like, it, it, <laughs>
2: is, it is true though, isn't it? Because like this, this whole new attitude. Like you would, back in the day, you'd have never have seen Joe Linton get sent off in a friendly. You'd, you'd, have, you'd have never seen a touchline brawl in a friendly. Like, it'd be cowering in their shells. And he's like, maybe he leaves all that kind of attitude to Jason Tindall, who's um, just got very piercing, scary eyes.
0: He's another candidate for player this season. It's Joe Linton. The times when I've seen this live, which is not very often of late, but um, I went to the quarterfinal against Leicester. And I went to a home game last season. And... Um, He's the one when I've gone live who impresses me the most because he is just constantly on at the referee. He's strong. He's fighting for everything. He's like, I mean, they saw something in him four years ago.
2: it like, been that long. <laughs>
0: no, I've decided. There probably has. It probably has. They saw something in him. It wasn't a number nine, but it was. <laughs> But, you know, was, yeah, I like him a lot. He's
2: a beast.
1: Yeah, he is, he is, he's, he's been absolutely tremendous. He's actually my player of the season so far. And I know yeah. Miguel Nguyen's been like, a superb and trippy, rightly say. Some will mention the, the centre half, Stamper, and he, like there's loads you can honestly choose from, which I think just sums up where Newcastle are at the moment. Um, I suppose <laughs> this is going to sound so bizarre, but the Champions League race has kind of taken a back seat. Which is mental
0: to say. I mean, between that's another difference between us and other clubs who have won trophies in recent memory. For me, and I would say the vast majority of Newcastle fans, there is incomparable the idea of getting in the Champions League or winning the League Cup. I mean, I could not give a shit about the Champions League in comparison to winning a trophy, albeit the, the. the shittest of the major ones. <laughs> but, like, it's a cop. And I've seen Newcastle play in the Champions League. I haven't seen them lift anything other than that weird time Scott Parker lifted the Intertoto for a reason no-one understood.
2: It was a good plaque. It was yeah. a good plaque.
0: And the championship, you
2: know. And the, uh, the, the little... Weird. This was very weird. The little trophies thing that they had on in the friendly in Saudi a couple of months ago. Did you see that? Where there was this whole big presentation because we'd won a friendly. That was very bizarre.
0: Right. Yeah. I think everything's a bit bizarre over there. Do you
1: think Newcastle can do it though, Fergus? Do you think Champ- do you think Newcastle can actually finish in the Champions League places? I know some people will, again will not really think of that. I think they will be counting down the Premier League games from Southampton, as in the if we get through on Tuesday night to that potential final, which a lot of people would suspect against Manchester United. There's three Premier League games, which I don't think many Newcastle fans yes, they'll be interested in, mm. but nothing in comparison to that game potentially on the end of, in the end of February.
0: We definitely can, could get in the Champions League. I would give it a fifty-fifty. I suppose without looking at the table right now. But like, I think we're we're not as far into the season as it feels like, because normally in January we we'll would be further into the season. And some teams are picking up form, but Chelsea and Liverpool have got a long way to go. Man United are, I would say they're probably going to get the Champions League on there.
2: Yeah. I think the
0: top three will sort
2: itself out, and I think we're we're there for fourth. But like at the end of the day, if someone had told us at the start of the season that you'd finish seventh, we'd be buzzing. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: We would, because we're just used to... I mean, we're on 39 points at the minute, so one extra one against West Ham on Saturday that will really cement our place in the Premier League next season, yeah. which, which is like four we, we months earlier than older.
0: normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I say, it's an enjoyable time at this this season, pushing for this. Because in the summer, there'll be some more big sign-ins and it'll, it'll be good. But I just like us achieving things while Paul Dummett's still in there. Do you know I what I mean? He I'll miss him when he gone. He's still in the canteen. Do you know what I mean? I just I'm just pleased for Paul Dummit that he's got to see some of this. You, know? you mentioned the canteen. That was
2: the overwhelming reaction from the Anthony Gordon signing when they released yeah. when the club released all the photos. Everyone wasn't talking about Gordon anymore. It was it was in the canteen. The canteen yeah. was great. Very
0: nice. I never thought but it was interesting that there was a table with exclusively Geordie's on it. All <laughs> the it was he was being introduced to was it it Um Ellie Anderson, Bern, and sure. Longstaff. They were. Oh, it was a Geordie's only table. With ketchup and a bottle of olive oil. <laughs> but yeah, it looked nice. Who would have
1: thought a Geordie would be having olive oil with their food? You don't get many Geordies that have olive oil with their food, I don't
0: think. But <laughs> oh, you speak to you underestimate them.
2: <laughs> he, he, he doesn't, not where he used to work. He <laughs> <It's
0: not
1: that laughs> <standard. laughs> did have that option, believe it or not, but I'll, I'll leave that for when we finish. Um, what's the latest with you, Fergus? Because obviously, I've just, obviously you've got a, a book with uh, Murder at Crime Manor, which I've seen, which was out very, very recently as well. And I, I have to be honest, I loved your little stand up bit about a stag do when I was doing your research on, on yourself. Right. I thought that was absolutely true because there's been so many people, as in myself included, that have been on the stag do, and you go, I know exactly who you're on about i know exactly that kind of person and so you know exactly how the night's going to end up so how do you think about those particular um scenes if you like to call them with your stand-up um
0: well that's like yeah i make a lot of twitter videos at home alone (laughs) just to fill the day and then uh i don't know it's quite weird i don't really know how i do them i just sit in front of a camera and come up with ideas and see it until i think it's funny and then i put it out i just you know it's very loose it's very like i have an idea i've got a voice i've got characters like ah oh, stag dude that would be something good to do something about and then i just improvise it for 10 minutes or so until i think it's good enough and then send it out it's not i don't know how other people do it but it's very like it's very free form man <laughs> it is.
2: Was was star stories like that when you were playing good old Declan Donnelly?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's like fifteen years ago. Well, obviously that was a scripted thing. Um, it was enormous fun. It was like a sort of show you don't get to do anymore. It was like I would say it was like if in doubt, just shout. Do you know what I mean? It was just a lot of like you know, big silliness. I played lots of different people on that, and it was just really, really good fun to do. That was one of the most fun ones playing Deck. I mean, it's years ago now, so a lot of people won't remember it, I've seen it, but the idea of Deck, not written by me, I can't take credit of it, but was that he was a fake Geordie and behind the scenes. He was like, "Mm, spoke like John Gielgud and he was like a proper actor, you know. Yeah, from Kent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, very good fun to do. That
1: was is that the yeah. best is that the best is that the best show that you've been on or is that the best
0: part that you've ever had? Um, no, I like. It was one of them. I've had a lot of good, fun jobs. Half the record was a lot of fun because I was I was like in it a lot, and that was a very improvised. There was a lot of there were scripts, but we had a lot of say over what we actually said and it, because of, I mean, I can tell it say this now, because it's years later, but, like, also David Hasselhoff would, like, read the script for the first time in the morning, and then go, I'm not doing that, and then you'd wait around until, like, 10am for him to come out, and then you'd have to, like, all sit between you and go, right, well, he's not doing that, so we've got completely changed the episode. (laughs) But that made it sort
1: of fun, do you know what I mean? It didn't make it. What Just would he not do, considering movie. his musical
2: career? Say that again. Sorry. What What wouldn't he do, considering his musical music career?
0: I, I know, I know, but he he's he, he had a very weird perception of himself. He, like, I don't know. He understood that his career at that stage was all the work he got. He was America was sort sort of. Oh, I'll say it now. It doesn't matter. America was sort of done with him, I think, at that mm. stage. But in Britain, he, he's he got a sort of ironic... He yeah. He's got a lot of work by being... It's ironic because he is sort of shit, but that's funny. <laughs> and he sort of understood that, but he didn't understand it. He'd like to say it sometimes, like, I know it's good because it's bad. Uh, like, But he didn't... Do you know what I mean? He wanted to be the hero still. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, British sitcoms is like, particularly the way we're doing this, it's like things are supposed to be shit for your character and everything goes wrong. Whereas he like wanted to end every episode like Baywatch, like he saved the day. <laughs> yeah. So there was a bit of a disconnect between like how he was perceived and what he what you know, he sort of thought it was still 1985, you know. <laughs>
1: that's, that's fascinating I, I can just imagine him trying to like think it, it has to end like like every episode has to end with that dramatic ending if you like so, yeah in, interested to say at least what in your what in your in your opinion actually figures with your experience what is the best british
0: sitcom with them all oh, i don't know, know. <laughs> what do you think i'll tell you if you're right <laughs> 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 i don't know uh it's been a lot, right? Yeah.
2: Um, well, Johnny uh, Johnny is going to say only fools and horses. Yeah. Well, that is a personal favourite of mine, yeah. I I will say I'm Alan Partridge or The Office or, um, you know, the day-to-day Brass Eye, something along those kind of lines.
0: I mean, they're all brilliant, aren't they? I mean, I'd say day-to-day and Brass Eye weren't really sitcoms. They're not sitcoms, but... but... I mean, I can't agree, but they're two of my favourite ever shows. You can't argue with the first two series of Iron Man and Partridge.
2: No. Spaced as well. I think Space deserves an honorable mention. That was criminally underrated.
0: It was very big for a lot of people. I was at an age when I wasn't really watching a lot of telly. So I didn't see I Space wasn't my thing at that time. But like, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of good ones under. Unfortunately, not so many in recent years. But like, mm. they don't make enough now. No. Well, you've got a pilot on iPlayer at the moment. Yeah, but it's, it. yeah, I've got a pilot on iPlayer for 10 more days. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, plug it. Martin Fishback made a pilot for BBC Two last year. Very well reviewed everywhere. I loved it. You know, it was the show I wanted to make. It's always a bit of a lottery. You can't really complain because it got that far and I didn't expect it to. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't very disappointed when it didn't get serious series. So yeah. I thought it was good. I had real hopes for it. But um I guess um I guess nothing ever works out for people like me. Do you know what I mean? Nice guys. There's nice guys <laughs> like me don't win, do you know what I mean? I need to get more Eddie Howe.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, you need to get more <laughs> Jason Tyndall.
0: Yeah grab this industry by the balls you don't want to give me a series I'll take one
1: (laughs) (laughs) that'll certainly work that'll certainly work a couple of quick fire questions for you uh, Fergus it's all Newcastle right the first one Kevin Keegan or Suborio Robson
0: this might sound like sacrilege but I'm going to go Kevin Keegan because that for me was the the most memorable era, the era where I properly fell in love with the club. So, Bobby Robson is a better manager than Kevin Keegan for me personally. So, Sam, the I same know, question is your question that you've been talking
1: about to several. Years. Oh, this
2: is my special one, is it? Okay.
1: Yes, yeah. you you know this one. Oh, on, do you, you want me it. to ask it? I thought yeah, you were I I, you just watching me. it. Oh, right,
2: sorry. <laughs> okay, um, um, modern day Bruno or prime Rob
0: Lee? Um, I'll go Bruno. Ooh, I agree. Because he's more of an all-round player. I think there's been a few Rob Lees. Not in Newcastle, but in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's, gonna say, he was he was, very he was... good. He was like, I see him as our sort of Lampard, but before Lampard. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, when I see his highlight reel, it looks a lot like Lampard's to me. Maybe I'm just doing that because he's got the same color hair. <laughs> I don't know, but like, but Bruno. Is the uh, yeah, he's another level to what we had before he arrived. I mean, he's a proper top part of the Brazil squad. Yes, Rob Lee went to France 98, but, <laughs> but so did a past it
2: Paul Nersham. Yeah,
0: I Yeah, Bruno feels like Trippier is a big deal. Bruno's sort of like the signing that. Defines the step up for us. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Certainly, certainly, and finally, everyone
1: everyone perceives as a Newcastle fan and perceives that Alan Shearer is the best player that Newcastle ever had, or the favourite player for a lot of Newcastle fans. Yeah, and it's not Alan Shearer.
0: Charles and David.
1: Who
0: was it for you? Um, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Who was it for me? I was used to say Asprilia. stupid
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean it seems relatively sensible compared to your previous answer of and I
1: don't know
0: it's really hard I want to give you an answer well, just previous, kids, pre- yeah.
1: previous guests have, have, have said Nobby Solano. I'm trying to think of other people, Sam, who are previous
2: guests. I think ev- pretty much everyone we asked have said Nobby Solano, friend of the show. Hi, Nobby, if you're watching um, or listening. But, yeah, ev- everyone's pretty much said Nobby Solano, which is it's it's bizarre in a way because everyone's said the same thing out of such a, a multitude of players. I know we've had some absolute guff down the years, but still...
0: Well, he's a good answer because he you could probably say he he he's the one who made the biggest contribution apart from Shearer over like a long period of time and that's why it's really a stupid answer because he wasn't with us for that long and some might say he lost lost us <laughs> the league title but you know I for me he was like he was such a maverick and so enjoyable to watch I was just so happy that he was in our side Um so I'll stick with that as an answer why not but there's a lot that I could be persuaded it's just to be different coat. I won't say Nobby Solana it's the mm. fur coat isn't it Fergus that's what it is it's the fur coat it's all about the fur coat not as good as <laughs> Chancellor Mbemba's tuxedo
2: Oh
0: was it Chancellor Mbemba who wore the tuxedo There's a couple
2: of them yeah Mbemba was one and uh, Tovan, Tovan was the other one over. Yeah. Weird how things worked oh. out under the old regime, wasn't it? Because we'd spend nothing and then we'd hire a really crap manager and then spend a load of money.
0: There's been so many French left wingers. <laughs> it's insane.
2: Yeah. In but in, in, in ten years' time, we'll be saying, I really miss Sylvan Marvo.
0: Silvan Marvo. Yeah. Could they, uh...
2: Yeah. Oops, Obertan.
0: He was a right wing. I always remember Obertan. Like splitting
2: bought... hairs. He was still rubbish.
0: <laughs> we bought Obertan. Pardew said, we bought him from Manu, And Pardew said, Alex Ferguson thinks he'll do really, really well for us. He's the one who you've just bought him off him. <laughs> He's the car salesman. I mean, the guy at the showroom Said this is a good little runner.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've got a great deal.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, he was fast, Yeah, he was quick. Fergus, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the crew and on the show tonight. It's really been enjoyable with your your uh, your version of how you describe Eddie Howe has absolutely got me. It absolutely tickled me at the time. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure talking all things Newcastle and a little bit on your career as well. And um, Sam Waken this podcast.
2: Links are all in the description for the audio podcast and for all of Fergus's work as well. Go uh, go check him out if you want to see reviews of vaccines. I thoroughly
0: recommend. All right, yeah. Thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun.
1: No, we've really, honestly, really, really enjoyed it. For myself, Jonathan Green, my co-host Sam Wilner. And tonight's guest, Fergus Craig. We'll see you all very soon. Bye.
0: Newcastle Fans TV